On this episode, we're joined by Ray Anzelowitz, the founder of the Gotham Hoops Invitational, and it is officially Dame time. Give me that green light. Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go. Welcome, everybody, to episode 41 of the Green Light Podcast. Before you go any further, I just want to say the number 41, um, Virginia, oh, here made we go. final four, and ended up number one. Ugh. We sit here today. I've had to get my two cents in, and we're, we're moving forward. Ugh. Uh, nobody has a greener light than Damian Lillard. It is officially Dame time, Dame day. Dame all the time. He sent him home. Sent him home. Wave, wave goodbye. goodbye and the, whole, the whole thing. You hate to see it if you're a Russell Westbrook fan. Uh, not too many people are, so I think most of the country was pumped. And the Trailblazers go 0 4 last year, come back and win. I think, you know, an awesome story. I think the, my favorite part about that whole thing is Seth Curry. I don't know if anyone saw this, but please look at Seth. Just put in Seth Curry on Twitter, it'll come up. He was talking shit to the entire bench. Was he really? Oh, my God. It's amazing. Talking shit. Barely looking at Dame. Basically saying, yo, you guys don't understand. This game's already over. Talking to him the whole time. And then when the shot went in, you know how everyone ran and tackled Dame? He didn't move. He just turned and stared at the bench. Like, I told you so. Unbelievable. There's a stat I saw earlier. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. Um, It said since something something crazy. Uh, Since January 22nd. Um, Damian Lillard, or that's Damian Lillard basically, or Russell Westbrook on January 22nd, um, said, Yeah, like this, I've been, I've been, what did he say? Been, this, no, he said, like, this man can't hold, whatever it was. This, uh, yeah, I've been killing Yeah, this I've been man. killing this guy for years. Um, yeah, that was the big quote. That's that what, that's what so got since it all going. that has happened, um, so Dame is four and one. Can I, oh, I can't, I can't find it. But it was basically yeah. like 50 point game, 32 point game, 20, he had two 50 pointers. It was like four 30 pointers and like a 29 point game. And yeah. it was just like, is come out with a vengeance. And apparently according to Twitter, he had a bunch of his buddy or his teammates over for dinner, I guess the night before. And was just sitting there quiet, eating his food. And then all of those, like, I'm sending these, these dudes home tomorrow. I'm sending them home. Send them home, baby. Um, um, I feel bad for Al Farouk Amino just getting choked out in the bottom of that dog pile, though. Did you say, he was, I like, know. He you saw they head, zoomed in. His head just the man out. Died. Like, his life is on, on like. <laughs> Also, I don't know. Maybe this is a thing or not. If you watch the video, too, uh, there's one angle. Some dude on the front row just, like, runs out. He's in the middle Hugging? of the dog pile. See? Like, he runs out. Like, he thinks, like, the, like it's a college game. Everyone's going to storm the court. And then just get just like, just like gets caught up by the team. Like, I don't think it's security. I don't realize maybe because they all just, like, swarmed. Yeah, yeah. Um, could have been someone important. Could not. But it was uh, – that's – I mean – Outside of that, I mean, what else? Is yeah, going I mean, on? I've, I've, yeah, Milwaukee sweeps. Um, Brooklyn should. Nobody's nobody's surprised yeah. about that. I have I only watched one game of the Milwaukee Detroit series. Um, you know, Blake Griffin needs some help. Uh, other than that, you know, but no one's surprised. No, there's been no upset so far. Toronto wins four one after you know the original. Uh, they started out zero and one because Kyle Lowry had zero points yep. in the first game, which is wild, and then they uh, went out. Philly, my boy Reddick has a big game three. They win 4-1. Brooklyn, I tell you what, man, well, Brooklyn's that, a piece away. A no, piece away. They really are. But game four, um, Joe Harris hit a bucket on he, 
he fa- he is a ball screen where he popped and then delayed cut to the basket, gets a layup to go up, and then another Virginia guy, Mike Scott, hits the three. And you watch that video too. Jimmy Butler just yeah yeah kept, like walking yeah, he like, knew it. and he Amazing. said, "I forget what what Mike that was said. a big said, three. Do something 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 like right ca- in the corner cashed out." And yep. I mean, um, Philly's good, but yeah, Brooklyn. Dude, if Brooklyn could find a way. I don't think KD would ever come there, but like they're one piece. Away. One they, major piece. D'Lo away. is incredible. Yep. Harris is like yo. Harris is and awesome. the fact that you know what I you've know got they guys to defend. It. You've got guys that can shoot. You've but, got like you've got a rim protector in yep. Jared Allen. You need one more piece. They could be so good. The fact that Harris Levert is playing. I mean, you remember how bad that injury was when he dislocated his ankle. And then nothing happened. He didn't tear anything. It was almost like a perfect dislocation. Yeah. Got put it right. A couple months went by, and he's back getting buckets That's in the wild. playoffs. And for the people that don't realize this, and, and it, oh, Karis LeVert was yes. in a, was signed Bobcat. to Ohio University. Bobcat going into the 2013 season. Bobcat. John Gross leaves to Illinois. He Jim Shouts lets him out of his letter of intent. This Which man, nice. like, and then goes to Michigan, obviously, and then goes and gets drafted. This man would have been an Ohio Bobcat. Yep. And the thing is, I mean, you talk about player development, and we talk about it all the time. This dude was very obviously under-recruited going into his senior year. Then his senior year absolutely tears it up, takes his team to a state championship. And then after he gets out of his letter of intent, had offers from like Xavier, Michigan, Cincinnati, all the big guys. But he just continued to get better, and he's still – like he's the – Probably one of the best definitions in the NBA. He was like a late first rounder, but he's gotten better and better every year. He's not a string bean like he was five years ago. He's put on a little bit of weight. He can guard. He can create his own shot. He can shot like he he, he continues to get better, and that's why. And you look at like the rest of that team. You know, same with Joe Harris. Joe Harris yep. was like that was probably Joe Harris got like basically cut by the Cavs and the Magic while he was like under anesthesia, and then just fit. got a chance. Under anesthesia, kept getting better and found a fit, and like and that's I think. Brooklyn, if you look what Brooklyn's done, they've done a, probably a, as good of a job as any team in the NBA of finding guys that fit, like exactly what you say, that have continued to get better. Yep. Like Obviously, D'Lo wasn't a fit in Los Angeles, but he has continued to get better, and he's a fit there. You find Jared Allen, and Jared Allen might sit the bench somewhere else, but he's been really good. Joe Harris couldn't cut it with the Cavs and LeBron, even though they needed spacing and needing shooter, needed shooters. Yep. Now he's like overplaying his contract value. Yep. So... Um, shout out to Brooklyn. Yeah, that was a little Brooklyn Nets. Right yeah, now. yeah, needed it. Well, sorry, Jazz Rockets. Um, well, the last one, the last one in East, uh, East Eastern Conference. Good Lord, uh, Boston sweeps Indiana. I don't think a crazy surprise. I thought I would think Indiana would get one or two. You would not hope, one I mean, at least. Boston, I mean, Boston's better. Boston's a better team, but yeah, you would hope. Tough. Um, all right, so in the Western Conference, Golden State, uh, they are up 3-1 right now. Um, so they should finish off the Clippers. They play tonight, actually, at 1030. Um, so I don't think anyone's surprised there with that result. Uh, Denver-San Antonio is actually a really good series. I can't stay awake for these West Coast games, but um, I've seen basically the first half of a couple games. Denver's up 3-2. Uh, you know, originally I didn't want to bet against Pop until you lose. It's kind of like the Patriots. Like, what are you doing until they yeah. lose? Um, but this might be the year. Um, Denver's a better team. You know, I think yeah. it, it is. They're good. They're while good. We're, while we're on the NBA, though, I want to bring Hit up me. a tweet you had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because this is something, I, obviously, we, we talk about everyone. I feel like in this day and age, more than anything, you have so many NBA. Well, first of all, I think I call like NBA elitists that yeah, like, yeah, look yeah. down on the college game, look down, whatever it may be, um, for better or for worse. And. NBA is turning, and basketball as a sport is turning so so hard analytics analytically driven. 
um, and where a corner three is the best. And you should be getting that corner three every time. You shouldn't be taking mid-range jumpers. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. But we've what we've seen is that's like it's trickled down to the college game and the high school game and the youth game. Like that's the only rite of passage to win basketball games. Yeah, which just isn't correct. Like no. in the NBA, when you're the most talented guys in the world, the best it in makes the world. sense. Yeah, because it's a fight to get. It's a numbers shots. game. It really is a numbers and game. You, it's a limited amount of possessions. Where all right, yeah, those possessions really truly matter more than anything. Yep. Um, but. In the high school level or the youth level where you're mostly involved, it's okay for a kid to take a one dribble pull or it's take the right a mid-range play. jump. Make shot. the right play. That's what the we video was the video I think that was most apparent that there was a Donovan Mitchell, and I yeah. love Donovan Mitchell, I'm not yeah, knocking on him, but he had a clear one dribble pull, pull. that would have been nice sixteen footer. He takes two extra dribbles, he has an, he jumps off his left foot, puts up a floater with his right hand. Isn't contested, right contested into the big, tries in the to middle get to of the lane. rim. And so you can't tell me that's a better shot no. than taking that one dribble pull. No. And, and it's the same thing that people say, oh, watch all these kids at AAU this week are going to be taking Damian Lillard shots. Yep. Well, same reason you're, they're hearing too, oh, a mid-range pull is a bad, yep. a bad shot. Yeah, man, you're spot on. You know, there's a difference. People just kind of fall into this, you know, the NBA does it so we should do it. The NBA does it, again, to your point, because they have the best talent in the world. Now, if the EuroLeague wants to do it, fine. If the best college teams, there's literally probably 30 that may be able to pull it off. If they want to institute a no um, long-range two-point shot, fine. But for the vast majority of anybody playing basketball, whether it's youth, high school, or college, it's a good shot. And you can't just go by what the best in the world are doing. Now, you can... Listen to it. You can say, yeah, that makes sense. And maybe we can take a couple things that they're doing and, and put it into practice. But it's – I don't know why there's, like, this notion that we have to do what the NBA does. It just – agreed. And, um, and, I mean, the NBA, like, obviously I think the first – one of the biggest trickle-downs to college basketball is, like, a pick-and-roll offense. Yep. And you get – and you're switching a lot more. It's not – like, you're, you're seeing that – Shit, even Virginia adopted that this year. Which you I never know, think Tony was wild. the most mover blocker guy, and but now, but just because maybe an offense works or most doesn't mean that statistically a kid that's twelve years old, you should be forcing him to take corner threes instead of a, a mid range jumper. So, yep. Um, last topic I want to touch on, still sticking with kind of an NBA theme um, as we transition. We wanted to touch on last week, but early entrance college guys. Yep. Uh, we both got the list pulled up. We'll run through some notable ones. But but um, first, talk about that Jared Dudley tweet about what they oh, get. First, this yeah. is great. Very, very interesting today. Um was scrolling through Twitter. Jared Dudley was tweeting with uh, Jonathan Gavoni from Draft Express. So basically, he was, I think, owned by ESPN now. Yep. Um, and essentially, it started with um, Jared Dudley said, way too many players entering the draft. Even So there's currently 175 or no, 233 players have filled out early entrance in candidacy for the draft. 175 from the college ranks, 58 internationals. So record ranks there. And Jared Dudley quotes, so Jared Dudley in the news he's for everything. He's in the news. So he's, trying, he's in the mix. And I, I give him credit and made himself a little bit relevant. Um, 
Also, the best, probably one of the best meme on right now on in uh, on Twitter is um, was it, I think Elmer Fudd in Space Jam tying his headband back and uh. said but bald. I think it's Elmer Fudd, whoever it is. They're like, and that's Jared Dudley to a T. Uh, we said way too many players entering a draft. Even a fifty return to school, the NBA PA and the NBA need to get together to come up with a program or grading system to let these guys know the hard truth of their draft future. And Matt Barnes said, "Great point. These kids are getting terrible advice." Jonathan Gavoni, uh, credit to him, yeah. comes in and says, the NBA has that. It's called the Undergraduate Advisory Committee. Yep. Details here and gives a whole story. They give players good info. Not everyone listens. It goes way more than 50 will return. Last year, 103 out of 181 did. Those who didn't either got drafted or were mostly older guys. So like 103 of the 181 came back. This year, there's 175. So we'll probably see around 100 kids come back. And then basically from that, um, Jared Dudley is like, well, I need to see what those what this undergraduate advisory letter says in it. Something's not adding up. And I I, I commissioned everyone to go look at this because it actually makes a ton of sense. So here's what it looks like. They have all 30 NBA teams vote for one of the ranges listed below and give you feedback both orally on the phone and in writing. They follow up with the guys after the combine with an updated range before the withdrawal deadline also. So basically what it is is, a, is, a, is an evaluation that gives tiers. So lottery picks one through 14, first round, uh, non-lottery, so picks 15 to 30, first half of the second round, second half of the second round, or undrafted. And essentially every single team has to vote on where they view this prospect. They aggregate it all together, and then it'll say basically like 40% say he's in the first half of the second round, 30% say first round, like 10% say undrafted. And then it says most likely draft range, and this is first half of the second round for this uh, John Doe case. Yep. Um, this is fantastic. It is, and so like everyone says, like, oh, I I didn't even know this existed. I thought they were just going on basically what they're hearing from college, from workouts, and and I'm sure they still get swayed by that. But obviously, no NBA team is going to tell a guy like, oh, go back to school. Like they don't no. care. Like no. they, they like if they, they're going to tell you, they might like they're, if they're being honest and being truthful. Maybe they should. But like this at least aggregates everything together. So maybe if you have an undergrad kid that gets four, maybe five NBA workouts, it's not just their opinion that you're hearing. You're hearing the entire league's consensus and providing them that information. Which yep. I think is huge. No. And now I'm reading about it, you know, um, about the Dudley tweets and stuff between Jonathan and him. It looks like and Kiki Vandewey gets um, interviewed on it. It looks like it's been around since 97, but, but it's continued I don't think anyone was really owning it. You know no. what I'm saying? It was like a thing. If you knew about it, you could ask. And, but And not that it's like an epidemic now, but with so many – the way the rules have changed to now with you can hire an agent and still come back to school. Exactly. So many more guys are like – no one would have thought that Mommy Diakite would be testing the NBA draft waters five years ago. No. But no. like now, it's like, okay, he can get this evaluation. He can hear. It's good for their whole career. Exactly. Yeah. And so. And it validates what the college coaches are probably telling them anyway. Exactly. So it probably helps the college coaches because they're no, telling them. I have zero problem at all. The only thing I wish is that, and this is maybe more of an NCAA thing, is that guys are protected with their scholarships so they're not left out to dry, um, which. I, I think there's a give and take with it, um, but yeah, because now kind of colleges are sitting there like, well, if we lose him in the next two weeks, like it, I can't really replace him. Yeah, like late. Virginia, t- Virginia right now, like with Diakite is perfect example. Yeah, you're like, like no man. They're man. holding on. They're like as if he's going to come back, and if he doesn't, then essentially it's a bonus. You're in. But that also handcuffs them because it's also grad transfer Grant, season. It's transfer. Say. It's yep. you've got guys that are reclassifying right now. It's like all right, how many are we really going to have? Yep. 
So there's a little less clarity, but at the end of the day, if we care what's most important for these players, it, it, it's probably going to be better for them to be able to, to do so. But yep. um, running through this list yeah, and no, looking look at some of these early entrants. I love Bryce Aiken, the point guard at Harvard. I think he will find junior. a home. He is so good. Nick, so Nikhil good. Alexander Walker. I, I think he's a very solid. It was probably the best decision. He would go back to an empty cupboard if he went back to Virginia Tech. So I yep. think. Capitalize, go for it. Alpha Diallo at Providence will be returning, that is for sure. He will definitely be going back to Providence. Oh, buddy. Um, Carson Edwards, he'll definitely. Uh, no, Carson here. Edwards says he's staying in. He's staying in? Carson Edwards that's, is staying in. Which I. his He's his projected draft, 39th second round I've to seen Dallas. Anywhere from end of first round to early second. So he and Ty Jerome were in the same uh, same same area. Funny enough, Ty Jerome's Insta story, I, I said the other, it, it put a smile on my face as a college basketball fan. Ty Jerome was, I guess, working out in, in Chicago, living in Chicago for the pre-draft process. He was walking the streets at night. It was him, Carson Edwards, Admiral Schofield. I was like, that's just – that college basketball that, like, yep. warms my heart. Because, yep. like, Carson and Ty just battled. Absolutely one of the greatest games in college history in the NCAA tournament. And now these guys are buddies, and they're, they're, they're going in the NBA draft. So. Yep, yep, yep. I will say uh, – well, one, right now Ty Jerome is projected 30th to Milwaukee. I will say, um, at, at quick glance, this is not a big year for um, international players. No. First guy Next that's year, projected we'll is 17th, Brooklyn, a guy from France. Okay. Um, after that, we got a kid from the Republic of Georgia, 22. And then there's only one right now in the second round, Minnesota, kid from Croatia, and that's it. Oh, no, one more kid from France, 57. That's it. So three Maybe kids? There's going to be opportunities. That's a very low – that's if like that's one of the true, lowest. And, and, like, I think second Again, round – they'll take flyers on so many second rounders you can stash them away, yeah. draft and stash guys. But there's going to be a lot of opportunities for these guys. I mean, yep. the fact um, that a guy like – let's see – Obviously, Kai Bowman from Boston College. Yep. Kai's a very talented player. He's an undersized in NBA mind. Maybe that opens up a spot that he like someone will take a flyer on him rather than a draft. We got our Maybe. first high school kid, Jalen LeCue. Obviously, not like a true, you know, he. I'm wait, not, he went no no. Jalen LeCue has put his name in. He yes, could, he's committed. He signed his letter he signed and sent to NC State. State. It's always kind of a thing. Like he's a, he. Everyone wants to call him like Little Westbrook because he's so bouncy. The dude can't shoot. And I, I'm sorry. I don't want to knock on a 17, 18-year-old kid, however old yeah. he is. I, I watched Again, him on, from I watched the Bronx. Him on from the Bronx. From I'm pretty the Bronx. sure he went. Brewster. I'm pretty sure in like three consecutive weekends of EYBL, he went like three of 40 from three or something like that. And so I, I don't try. All right, yeah, he's very athletic. He's super upside. He can go in. All right, go ahead. Go Shout in. out to the go Skills on. Factory and Terrell, Terrell Allen, T.O. What's good? Good for um, you guys. Yeah, like Amir Coffee in Minnesota. Like that's I think feel it out. Like get your evaluation. Like he's a very wait. He's a senior. Oh no, he's a, oh, he's a junior. Junior now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, but the big thing is that makes or breaks a roster at least at the collegiate level. Like yep. Minnesota right now, if you bring Need Amir Coffee back with Cowscore, with yep. Oturu, with some of the guys they have, some of the freshmen and the right and the guys sitting out, yep. it makes it a very different team. But yep. there is more uncertainty. Um, Aubrey Dawkins, redshirt junior. I think it makes sense for the guy like that to go. The one I want to bring your th- ask your thoughts on, Marquise Bolden, Javon Delorier. You know that's just for fun. They need um, they need some 
feedback. You know, I don't. Maybe you'll give him some confidence. Maybe I feel like they maybe, don't play with much. Confidence. You know, I think Bolden will could have a home as a backup, backup big. I don't see Javin doing it because Javin is almost like a poor man's Lance Thomas. Yeah. Like Lance Thomas was the be- like probably the best for that long, lanky kind of do it all four man that Duke. Yep maybe has ever had like he's unbelievable um jab and i he just can't do it um, um, but just good for two them. other guys i want to touch on obviously kyle guy like yep. kyle guy's probably not going to get drafted if he does it'll be late second round um but anyone i got a bunch of texts like are you surprised are you mad like dude no the kid just won a national title take it he's take literally it. he's reached the mountaintop he's getting married his wife's going to law school like dude go get your, go get your money you have nothing else to prove all good. Like, and you can get your degree at any time. The other one I want to point out, and we'll obviously we'll do our own mock draft later on as yep. we get closer. But one guy, and we talked about him a little bit, and I just want to give a touch point on from Texas, Jackson Hayes. Um, actually lives in the same neighborhood as my wife grew up in, like right down the street. Cincy wife? This kid, Jackson Hayes, um, projected lottery pick, almost like a lock for lottery pick. Didn't even start a high school basketball game until his senior year. Literally, he was averaging, like, I think it was, like, 10 to 12 minutes a game as a junior. Played at, I, I believe it was, like, Moeller, one of the big-time Cincinnati high schools. The summer, he played on the same AAU team as Romeo Langford yep. going into his senior year. All of a sudden, he had one scholarship offer, one single scholarship offer going into the summer before his senior year. Ends up with 40 after that summer. About 40 See? offers. Amazing. Goes to Texas, where they've obviously developed some pretty good big men. He's coming after Mo Bamba. He's in that same role. One year at Texas, where he even gets hurt at the end of the year, and now this kid's a projected lottery pick. And it just goes to show, I think, more than anything, I think my point is, if you de- if you put, like, if you get the right kid, you continue to develop, they show promise, you can literally, this kid didn't play on his, basically as a junior in high school, and we're two years removed from that, and he's about to be guaranteed millions and millions of dollars. Loveland, Ohio. Archbishop Moeller. Shout out to Ohio. What's yep. goody? Um, other awesome. last guys, we'll go on through this list. Um, Lewis King, Oregon. That would be big for them. They're, I mean, they're projected top 10 team if he comes back. Um, Romeo Langford is interesting because he fell. Like, he, he had to go. He fell a lot. I was he had to go. I don't think he would come back. Like, you have to go because I don't think he's going to get hired. Nah, Orlando. But he definitely, I mean, that's a guy that could go. just get lost like, in the mix, man. You can just see could, it. Man. You can see that right now. Um, Orville, there's some interesting. There's some very. Bowl Bowl, I can't wait to see him in the Bowl league. Bowl Bowl will be interesting. Um, Indiana, that'd be a nice little pickup if he goes to Indiana. That's where he's projected right now. And here's another guy, Peyton Pritchard. I didn't realize Peyton Pritchard declared. Like I he's, I, I don't see Peyton Pritchard staying in. Like yeah, and there's there's, there's a bunch. plenty of guys like that. I mean, I'm just running through. I probably is probably a bad segment because I. Didn't realize how many people are so uh, many, man. So but, many. But um, I mean, I like Cameron Johnson from North Carolina. I think he can. He can just shoot it, man. Can dude, absolutely I love stroke Cam it. Johnson. I think he could be I good think, in the league. Yeah, and at the end of the day, too. Like I said to someone, he's like, "What's with Kyle Guy with a lot of these guys?" At the end of the day, like, look at uh, Duncan Robinson is a perfect example. Duncan Robinson ended up on a two-way deal, but they ended up getting some like decent experience with the Heat. Duncan Robinson was a former Division three player, then transferred D one from Michigan. Didn't even start on a team that went to the national championship. Ends up on a two-way deal, and it can work out. Like some guys, obviously, we see like nightmare situations for. Um, but then at the end of the day, like it, I give all. If you want to go for your dreams, go for it. I just yeah, hope at the ahead. end of the day, you've got the right guidance behind you. Yep. Not listening to the wrong people. 
and uh, we go from there. But yeah. Um, All right. Without further ado, we are joined uh, our second recurring guest ever. Um, shout out to Ray Anzelowitz, founder of Gotham Hoops Invitational, which is happening this weekend. Uh, here we go. All right. We are now joined by the founder of the Gotham Hoops Invitational, Ray Anzelowitz. What is happening, Ray? Appreciate you coming on. You are now our second recurring guest. Um, that's an honor. I hope you realize that. Not you are yeah. an esteemed, in esteem. It's it's rare air you're in right now, man. And and I already know who I'm uh, in the class with. So Coach Carm, belated congrats, all the best to you at Siena hey. moving forward. So I'm I'm rarefied air. Yes, exactly, to say <laughs> the least. Rarefied air, most importantly. Yeah. Um, so obviously we had you on uh, last year to talk about uh, the Gotham Hoops Invitational. Um, we want to kind of get everybody caught up. Uh, obviously the event is this weekend, so kind of want to just kick it to you and uh, have you catch everybody up, and obviously want to go through the rosters and, and who you got coming out this year. And for I mean you may it's probably worth for people who forget um, you know what how long it's been running, what the Invitational is, all that good stuff. Absolutely. So this is our sixth annual Gotham Hoops Invitational hosted on Saturday, April 27th at St. Francis College in Brooklyn Heights. This event hosts 36 top men's college basketball seniors from across the nation each April. This postseason event is a tournament-style showcase that promotes both local, regional, and also now national players. Uh, representing NCAA Division One, Two, and Three programs. In five years, we've had over 125 of our alumni go on to sign professional contracts uh, in top leagues such as the NBA, it's G League, Euro League, Champions League, and a plethora of of top divisions abroad. And uh, we're we're excited to release and showcase uh, our rosters and and then put on display the the this year's field. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, obviously, I will be there Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. Should be a great event. Um, hopefully, you hook my team up uh, with the best players, so I look like a better coach than I am. Um, I'm gonna give you. Well, it, it's hard to give you the the least talented team because everyone <laughs> everybody is, is gonna is gonna bring it. But it would it would almost add to your coaching stature if you have to come from behind and right. so on and so forth. So I'm not gonna I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna hand you a. a Easy deck of cards. All right, all right. I'm coming to compete, so I'm I'm there. Um, but perfect segue, man. So let's talk about the players you got coming in this year, and uh, you know their careers, what schools they're coming from, all that good stuff. Of course. So right off the bat, we have a couple of guys that played two games in the NCAA tournament. That being Darnell Edge and Mike Holloway Jr., both out of Fairleigh Dickinson University, uh, champions of the of the Northeast Conference. Uh, tournament this year they went on to play Prairie View A&M and had a great comeback I believe they were down double digits in the second half came back to win Um, and so we'll have their top two seniors the guard being Edge and the big fella Holloway Jr. and we'll also have uh, big man Jaquiel Taylor uh, 6'10 from Hofstra University a graduate transfer from from Purdue who we all know had a terrific run late in the tourney this year uh, Taylor was not only an CAA all defensive team selection but he was part of the all tournament team as well where Hofstra lost in the championship to uh, to Northeastern 
we'll also have a couple of of terrific Mac standouts, uh, primarily Devontae Turner, uh, third team all all Mac, I believe. Um, uh, terrific score for for the Peacocks, and we'll also have his teammate um, Samuel Idowu, uh, a, a local New York City uh, native. Um, we have guys coming from University of Tennessee Martin. We have guys coming from uh, University of Rhode Island, uh, Talladega uh, College, and Southeastern University, both down in Florida. So we'll have a slew of local prospects, uh, whether they attended school out of the area or as nearby as our host, St. Francis College, will we'll have their top seniors in, in uh, Glenn Sanabria from Staten Island, as well as Keon Williams from down in Georgia. So we're excited. Uh, the rosters are coming out uh, tonight, Wednesday, so they'll be out by the time this this drops. And I'm excited for everyone to check it out and, most importantly, watch the games either live uh, in the gym or, or online, uh, as we'll be live streaming the four games starting at noon at, at uh, GothamHoops.com. Awesome. And what type of... Uh... What type of people are coming from, you know, whether it be the G League, the Euro League, scouts, agents, NBA guys? Like, talk a little bit about, like, who comes to watch these guys play. Our spectators consist of basketball fans and professional decision makers. The latter consisting of agents, uh, scouts, coaches, front office executives, and everyone in between. So this is a arguably the first chance that that our participants will have the opportunity to compete in front of people that can help jumpstart their, their pro careers. And whether our participants have representation coming into the event or not, um, it's just a platform for them to, to showcase their skills on an, on an international stage. As I mentioned, not only do we have... Um, overseas evaluators in the gym watching the talent, but we have even more that have committed and have in years past watched the film. But the fact that we'll be live streaming this year, I think, will will help us catch a a wider audience. Yeah, for sure. Um, So obviously the Invitational itself is, like you said, it's been around for six years. Definitely want to talk about your Winter Classic, which is somewhat of a new venture for you. Um, And it's obviously, uh, you know, high school uh, boys basketball. Um, where did that idea come from? And obviously this is the second year doing it? Correct. So nice. we, we just we just ran our second annual Gotham Hoops Winter Classic this past January. Um, each year we, we bring in about 16 boys high school basketball uh, programs from across North America. Uh, we've had uh, teams travel from as far west as Arizona, as far south as Georgia, um, a ton of our participants come from the tri-state area, but we've also had teams that came down from from Maine uh, the past two years. Yeah, Lee well Academy, as, right? They're good. Lee Academy, Lee Academy came down and and played uh, two games and performed at an elite level. So mm-hmm. um, I'm thankful for for Coach Haynes bringing his his guys down this year, and I'm I'm hoping that we can do it again. And we also had the past two years uh, three schools come down from the Greater Toronto area. Um, the, one of the top performers being A.J. Lawson, who was a standout for Frank Martin at South Carolina this year and who recently declared, along with the, every other college basketball player for the NBA draft. No, I'm just kidding. There were, I, I think the number was two, 233 yep. uh, players declared, including international guys. So the, the Winter Classic is a, is a unique opportunity for local T 
teams um, at all levels to compete against uh, national or you could even call it international talent. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had Sean Baker's cousin, uh, excuse me, brother, uh, his cousin, uh, uh, McCurm Maker, who was a standout for Orange Lutheran out oh, yeah. of California. Um, unfortunately, he didn't play. He was hurt. But uh, McCurm Maker um, was one of our top performers in our, in our inaugural Winter Classic. Two years ago, he jump-started his pro career, and he's eligible for the draft this year. So uh, we, we've had a ton of high-level guys come through our event, but most importantly, we've been able to, to help boost the recruitment of some of, those, uh, some of these local uh, prospects to, to national college recruiters. No, definitely, and I, I think that obviously hoping that's going to be just as successful um, and, and the longevity you've built with the Invitational, continuing that going in, in the winter as well. Um, taking, a, uh, taking a step to the side, obviously you talked about, I mean, the local presence, the New York presence, um, with keeping with the, the New York theme, obviously as everyone knows, and we've talked about it on here, St. John's gone through about a million different candidates. They went through basically everyone offered the job too. You've got when the, the Iona coach is turning down the St. John's job. What do you, what is in your mind the state of New York college basketball? Not even necessarily the state of St. John's, but um, what do we need to do to at least get everything back on outside of Iona, who's obviously killing it? What do we need to do to get New York college basketball back on track? Keep these guys in New York, and it, it's harder more now than ever because the top prospects that call NYC their hometown are gone before they graduate high school. Yep. And I see why they do it, but as a as a, as a local as a local guy that has skin in this game, I, I, I wish that, that things were different. Um, it would raise the the visibility and the intensity of local high school leagues such as the Catholic and, and public uh, school competitions as, as great as those are right now. I mean, if Cole Anthony was playing for Archbishop Malloy in the CHSAA this year, um, things would have been, yeah, there would have be been great. a greater buzz around this city. Yep. And, and that's just one example. Um, not many guys start and finish in New York City anymore. And uh, like I said, I, I understand why, but as a as a local basketball purist, I, I I I wish things were different. Like I said, and and I think that's a key ingredient in turning things around. Um, yeah, in I, New York State. You know what's interesting is, and and it is because they do leave. And and again, like there's pros and cons to it. I understand why players do it. But like Cole Anthony now, for some reason, isn't considered. Like people don't think of him as a New York kid. Yeah. Like they're just like, oh, like the number one kid in the class going to one of the bluest of blue bloods is in one city titles in Malloy. Yeah, sure. and like, like has has played for I mean now I think I literally think he played for four high schools in four years. Three? No, it was at Malloy and then Oak Hill, is it? He was at, he no. was at Malloy and, and Oak Hill. There wasn't a stop in between that? No. Nope. Oh, okay. No, so I'm wrong. So, so two, and like now it's like same with Precious Achua. Now is Montverde's not a New York kid. He went to Montverde. Yeah, I don't. But. Yeah, it just almost eliminates anything you did in New York your whole career, which is weird. And I don't know why it's that. Ha- it's I don't know why it's happening. Really. But yeah, if, if you're not from New York, I feel like you despise New York, and and you and you prey on its downfall. You, yeah, you're again. looking for you're looking for any chink in the armor at all, really. So so. No matter where the where the the hometown lists, 
the player is from. It's about where they attended high school, whether it be for a year, two, or three. Yep. And it, it, it is what it is. So it's... Yep. It's just like Outcast said, man. I heard it's not where you're from, but where you pay rent. That's it. You know, now Cole Anthony's getting, he's getting the Oak Hill treatment. Either way. Well. I mean, the fact, too, though, like, and then even going back to it, you've got Precious Chu and Cole Anthony are both top 15 kids, and I, I, no one's really, no one never even considered St. John's. No. I think Precious still has UConn on his list, but his recruitment, I mean, his brother played at St. John's. I don't think that was ever really a feasible thing, whether it be the coaching staff, whether it be the camp, whatever it may be. Um, but it, 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 we got we got to find a way. I mean, these the high level kids. I mean, keep them here in high school and and keep them in uh, and keep them around in college too. Playing the Mecca. Well, I'll play in the Mecca. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, obviously, we appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you hanging out with us and uh, talking about the Invitational this weekend. Looking forward to it, man. And um, you know, everyone we'll be, head out to St. Francis. Yeah, get out to St. Francis. First game is twelve o'clock. First game is at twelve o'clock. Tournament style event, semifinals followed by a consolation game, and then the highly anticipated championship game at six p.m. So um, appreciate you guys for for allowing me to, to join Coach Carmen and and, uh, and this only two time uh, <laughs> interviewees. So um, I like it. thank Love you guys it. again, and, Always and uh, oh, I, I look forward to seeing you out on the sidelines on Saturday. Yes, sir, man. I'll try not to get a couple technicals. <laughs> All right, Ray. Appreciate you, man. See you. Later, guys. Big shout out to Ray. Appreciate you coming on again, man. Looking forward to the event this weekend. Um, we will be back to talk about the NBA draft, probably with um, Ed, uh, another recurring guest. Yeah, Shed. Shout out, Ed. Uh, looking forward to that one. But uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, keep the ball bouncing. Deuce. Lately I've been feeling like this what I've been working towards. If you ain't trying to be the boss and tell me what you working for. Certain doors are closed, but now they opening up. Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup. Pulls, lust, rust, souls up next. And I got this. Crazy like Britney in the love, so toxic. Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots like where the cops is. Come on.